Hello and welcome back to the Haiku Chronicle podcast. I'm Patricia and today I'm speaking to you with a bit of a cold. It's definitely given my voice a new dimension and I apologise for the sort of nasally effect. Summer colds are horrendous, aren't they? Today I want to have a look at the haiku technique double entendre or double meanings to give you an example that I wrote myself and then we're off to visit with a couple of poets we've met before, Roger Watson and Goran Gatalika. And I've got something a little bit different to share with you this week, but more of that later. Thanks so much for your feedback on the last podcast. It seems like the Blackbird haiku struck a note with many of you. Summer drought, under the laurel leaves, a dead blackbird. Thank you in particular to Nicholas Klesansky, who made a suggestion that I was quite taken with, reminding me, because I needed it, that I was perhaps telling too much. He suggested that the word drought was unnecessary. And I think he's right. So at the moment the haiku reads like this. Summer, under the laurel leaves, a dead blackbird. Which leaves the reader to puzzle and figure out why the bird might be dead under the laurel leaves, without telling them. Much obliged, Nicholas. I've been putting off thinking about the technique of double entendre for a while. I thought it would be too difficult. Why? Well, it seems to me that this method leaves a piece more open than many of the other techniques, or at least the other techniques that I've looked at so far, to misinterpretation. And to also a criticism that a piece might be a bit too clever or incomprehensible. Now, I don't have too much of a problem with misinterpretation. It always fascinates me to hear how people have interpreted a piece of work. And often it's very surprising and actually brings a new idea into my own head. But I think if you try and be too clever with this technique, your work can lose its reader. And for me, haiku should be relatively simple to understand. Anyway before I get to really ranting about this. What is the technique all about? To put it simply, it's saying one thing and meaning another. Double entendre examples usually have one obvious meaning and use innuendo to suggest the second. The second meaning might be sexual or smutty, but it doesn't have to be. Let's have a listen to a smutty one first. Ought one laugh or cry when my morning glory withers up? And we can thank Basho for that, translated by Jane Reichold. And I was really pleased that Nicholas Klesansky let me use one of his commuter haiku to illustrate a double meaning without the smut. Centre your thinking on the word reflection in this one. The subway car window shows only darkness and my reflection. And here are a few more double-meaning haiku that I've found. The first, from Virgil Hutton. My grating swallows the gentle fall of rain and leaves. I think the double-meaning in this one centres on the word fall. The fall of the rain and leaves. And the American-English meaning of the word fall, for autumn. And this one from Larry Gross. The still air before and after my passing. 
Now, as it stands, it probably hasn't got that double meaning. But I wondered, and forgive me, Larry, I'm going to change it a little bit. If you change it to the still air before and after his passing, that gives it a slightly different meaning, doesn't it? The still air before and after he passes by, or the still air before and after he passes over. Interesting, isn't it? So what of me this week? I started off by thinking this challenge would be a step too far for me. And then I gave myself a stern talking to. If you start with a negative attitude, you won't get anywhere. So, my loins girded, I set out to write double-meaning haiku. And this is what I came up with. It took me all week and was inspired by one of my bike trips. Although it could have been inspired by a number of them, actually. It's something I regularly come across. A hedgerow. He waters the bushes with his hose. At the moment, there's a problem between the first and second lines. I don't feel they link well enough, but I'll keep at it and see if I can find a solution. So, let's meet this week's poets. Our first poet is Goran Gatalika, our scientist from Croatia, from whom we last heard in episode 33. And it's a haiku which fits with our theme of the week, double meaning. Gleaming stars, behind the old tin factory, kids are playing. The way I'm reading it, the gleaming stars can be read in a couple of ways. Actually what they are, or referring to the kids as stars. What do you think? Then our next poet is Roger Watson. Remember we met him recently in episode 31. He's our well-travelled professor of nursing from the current UK city of culture, Hull. I particularly enjoyed this haiku because of the personal connection to my childhood. It also fits very well with this week's theme, the double meaning pivoting on the word decades, at least the way I read it. Rosary beads, smooth and polished, decades of my life. I hope you enjoyed this piece, read by Roger himself. He's got a great voice, hasn't he? Thanks, Roger. Really enjoyed it. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks so much for coming along and giving me your company. It's really appreciated. And I love, as you know, to get the feedback afterwards. Next time, we're doing a podcast special on synesthesia. I've got lots and lots of pieces of work to read to you, so I'm really looking forward to that. But just to let you know, I can only read pieces that have been submitted by the website. Anyway, thanks once again for being with me this week. And I look forward to being with you next time. Keep writing. You'll find all the links that I've quoted on the show notes on the website poetryp.com. If something's missing, just send me over an email and I'll get back to you. Take care now.